Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for coming on in again. I'm very excited to have today's guest. I've really been looking forward to this. Today's guest is Stuart Rogers. Stuart is the managing editor at Grit Daily, journalist and public speaker for VentureBeat, and runs multiple startups and social good projects and is a digital nomad. How's it going, Stuart? Hey, Brian. It's uh, fantastic. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Um, really awesome to be here. Definitely. I'm really glad we were able to get together. I know we finally got to meet up at South by Southwest. We didn't, you know, as South by gets, sometimes it's just impossible to hold conversations with anybody or even find each other in the same town at the same time. So I'm glad we were able to make the time. I'm glad we were able to just follow on up and do this. So let's just dive right into it because we're 15 minutes <laughs> of a show. So let's stress the part because I'm pretty sure all our listeners know what VentureBeat is, and I'm sure I and most people on here love that publication. Uh, you and I both are involved with Great Daily. Uh, we can talk about that a bit. But I'd like to dive into the last thing that I said about introducing you, which is the digital nomad part. So I know that you are constantly going everywhere. I mean, where are you right now while we're broadcasting? Uh, right now, I'm actually in Dubai. Um, and you know, I'm here in Dubai. I've been here for a few days now. Uh, been mentoring for a uh, an accelerator and incubator called Startup Bootcamp, um, and been really talking to all the startups there. I did a workshop session, and I've been doing some deep dives on you know PR and and how to get in front of tier one publications and journalists and get and get your story told. Uh, so I've been working on that here in Dubai as well as meeting up with uh, with friends here, of course. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it's you know digital nomad life for me. I I, I kind of do it to a, a little bit of an extreme. Um, so, you know, a lot of people who are digital nomads or, or call themselves nomads will go and spend like three months or six months in a particular place. Um, I tend to spend on average about five days in each country and then move on to the next one. That's pretty incredible. I mean, how does your body even adjust to that, right? Because you're going all over the world. So by the time you're done with jet lag, you're almost gone, right? Well, how do you compensate for that? Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. First of all, I don't do jet lag. Um, that's the uh, that's one key thing. Um, I'm actually oh, in in the process of writing a book about that because, you know, I wish I could tell you it's just like one trick or one tip, and I wish I could tell you I could just like tweet it to everybody and and tell everybody how to do it. But um, it's it's not a trick. It's a lifestyle. And so I'm writing a book about that because you know I've been doing at least sixty thousand miles a year on a plane since I was twenty four years old, which. Uh, you know, you've, you've seen me in person, Brian, you know, that was a very long time ago. Um, so uh, <laughs> you look good, man. I don't know about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, last year, for example, I did 75 flights, I did 163,000 miles across Europe, Middle East, Africa, Asia, and North America. Um, you know, South America still eludes me a little bit, but uh, that's largely because there are typically two reasons I go to a location. Um, one is that somebody wants me to go and stand on stage and open my mouth. Um, the other is because that's where my friends are and I want to see them. Uh, quite often I get to combine the two of those things, which is great. Um, but I just don't have an awful lot of call to go to South America just at this time. But everywhere else is is fair game at the moment. And, you know, I, I, that's the reason I, I bounce around so fast. Um, but, you know, my lifestyle means that I, I don't have to worry about jet lag because I never get it. Um, 
And, you know, it's, there's all sorts of other things I do to make sure that I stay, you know, healthy. Um, and I, I've actually written a couple of uh, blog posts about that. Um, with my very good friend, Victoria, we, uh, we write articles about nomad life uh, for a blog that we call The Glide. And The Glide has uh, found its home on Medium, as do a lot of blogs. Um, you know, and I wrote an article about how I stay fit and healthy because, you know, I've actually only been ill for three days in about the last three and a half years, which is worlds apart from my old life before nomad life, um, where I was working in a home office, I was doing long hours, um, I was doing high pressure jobs. And, you know, as a result of that, I used to get ill very easily and for a long time. Um, so, you know, nomad life is actually contributing to my health. And I, I know that sounds crazy because a lot of people would think, if you're doing that many miles and, and doing that many flights and bouncing around all these different countries, that you'd actually be ill a lot more. Um, but it's actually the the converse is true. You know, between daily meditation and, and other things that keep my stress levels very flat, and the fact that I'm exposed to bugs in all sorts of different countries all the time, so I've built up a good immunity to those. Um, actually, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly healthy and I, I have a pretty good time of it when it comes to health uh, as I bounce around the world. That's fantastic. I don't think it sounds crazy. I think different people have different choices. And if you aren't tied down to a specific job, location, family, kids, why not, right? Go see the world. That What do you think the world's here for? Right? <laughs> to just watch it on the travel channel? I mean, come on. It's a, it's a great big world. And, you know, take those opportunities. Seize those opportunities. I personally am very selective. I, I might be kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, but I have different life circumstances. Otherwise, I'm sure I would travel quite a lot. Um, and I hear you. I think as you are exposed to a lot of different things, I'm sure your immunity builds up. It sounds like you're very focused and very centered, regardless of where you're traveling. Th that's almost irrelevant, right? As long as you are not just on the physical, but mentally healthy. I mean, what if, what did Navy SEALs do? What do all these places do, right? Mental toughness and tenacity in that department, I feel like is really where a lot of the world honestly suffers, regardless of your level of travel, nomad or not, if you're a hermit and you stay home and you never even open your front door, whatever, right? I think mental health is really something that's become um, essential to the forefront of conversation, especially as all our digital devices uh, suck away all of our <laughs> mental brain power and, oh, look, a squirrel. Oh, here's a new flying thing on the internet, right? So <laughs> yeah. I'd love to, to dive into the, the mental side of that because I, I feel like, Stuart, your mental toughness is probably what's driving you to success as a function of the nomad life, because that's what you're the way you're choosing to live your life. But I feel like, and again, this isn't going to be a single tweetable moment sort of a thing, but I I'd love for you to dive into mental health, as I know you also give a, a keynote on the subject. Yeah, mental health is very important to me. Um, and in particular, mental health in the tech industry is a big issue for us right now. In fact, there's, there's a bit of an epidemic when it comes to uh, self-destructive behaviors. And, and of course, the ultimate self-destructive behavior, and, and you know, apologies if if talking about any of this to any of your listeners is, is a trigger and it causes some issues, you know, maybe like switch off at this point. I know that sounds crazy, but, uh, you know, usually speakers don't ask audiences to go away. Um, but I'm aware that when we talk about this stuff, it can be difficult for people. Um, but, you know, with complete brutal honesty, we, we have a huge issue in the tech industry. Um, you know, in the United States, for example, approximately 18% of people um, have a debilitated life due to mental health issues. When you look at the studies that have been done uh, quite recently, in fact, um, founders of tech startups are twice as likely to have suicidal thoughts as regular citizens. They're three times as likely to have substance abuse issues 
Um, they're 10 times more likely to have uh, bipolar disorder. Um, and, you know, it is an epidemic. I mean, I've been personally, you know, I've lost a lot of friends in the tech industry to suicide. Um, in fact, last year, 2018, I lost a friend every single month except December. Um, it was it was really, truly horrific. And it, it led me to, as the months went on, think about, you know, how we might be able to make a difference here. How can we solve this problem? How can we save people's lives? Um, suicide is not the, the only issue. It's the ultimate uh, solution to the problem for many people. Um, but, you know, substance abuse and, and other self-destructive behaviors are prevalent in the tech industry. So I, I put together a keynote that is split up into three parts. You know, the first part is explaining the problem and why it's such an issue and why tech founders, you know, have these propensities to self-destructive behavior. The, the second part of it is about coping mechanisms. And a lot of those coping mechanisms are the same ones I use for uh, staying completely stress-free and fluid and able to deal with all sorts of situations. Because, you know, as you can imagine, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a startup uh, founder as well. I'm running multiple startups at the same time, but also all of the travel, you know, for a lot of people could be incredibly stressful, but I don't find it stressful because I use the coping mechanisms I talk about in that speech. Uh, and they include things like daily meditation. You know, that's that for me works very well. It's incredibly important for other people who don't like to just sit still and uh, focus on their breath and, and that kind of thing. They might go for a run and, and going for a run you know, is a way for people to get into a Zen state. Um, I know people that get into Zen states by punching a punch bag. I've got a friend who plays ice hockey and gets into that state. You know, however you do it, um, finding that thing that helps you to, uh, you know, focus on the moment and, you know, be very mindful of what's happening uh, to you and around you is incredibly important and contributes to, uh, you know, keeping your, your stress levels very, very flat. Um, and then the last part of the speech is about some of the behavioral change that I would like to see in the industry, um, behavioral change that can support the coping mechanisms and support the entire ecosystem. Because, you know, we, we have differences in different cultures. Um, it's not the same all over the world. But, you know, we do have issues in North America in particular, especially in the United States, uh, where people lambast those that have failed or even if they haven't failed, I mean, I, I know people who've been blackballed and blacklisted just because they took a down round. You know, they took 20 million for their Series A. Like, how dare they took, take 15 million for their Series B? That's, you know, seen as a failure and they get cast aside by the rest of the industry. And we need to stop that. That's uh, utterly ridiculous. Why not congratulate them on raising 35 million? I mean, that seems to me to be a win. Um, so, you know, there's, there's lots of things that we can do just personally and also as a group, as a as an ecosystem to help elevate, help support, help lift people up. Um, so, you know, for me, it's very important this year. I'm taking that keynote on the road. Um, and something I announced recently is that uh, any speaking fees that I get for that speech, um, we're going to take the profits from that, put it into a fund. Um, it's going to go into a high interest fund so that it generates even more money. And then the idea is to take that, split it up and put it into charities and organizations that are there to help those in need when they need it the most. Man, so well said and such phenomenal work. And as much as you are basically inserting a trigger warning, 
I think it's more of a call to arms. I think we can't sit there and be quiet as people around us take their own lives or are closer to it every day. A lot of people think that everything's puppies and rainbows. Everybody goes through highs and lows, regardless of your Zen state. Uh, I'm sorry, but like no one can just stay in that. And sometimes life happens and things are hard. And I feel like especially the entrepreneurial mind and the entrepreneurial spirit, they feel like they're at the top and they don't have anybody to talk to. And that's simply not the case. There's always people that are sitting there and thinking and listening and watching. Uh, Much like you, Stuart, I've had a number of people over the last year or two that took their lives, friends within the industry. And I think that if we all band together, do more of this, I think we can really uh, help a a better, sustainable, more mentally healthy world. So in the last minute and a half, I think that there's a ton of what you are saying to spread this message that I feel like you could be doing more just by a little old social network that's 15 years old called LinkedIn, everybody's uh, favorite (laughs) new riser in there. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that you could do, whether it's audio, whether it's video, maybe even some excerpts from some of your talks on this. I feel like if you created some native content in there, because it looks like a lot of the stuff that you're putting on there are uh, shares from other publications, LinkedIn and their new creative community love native content. I mean, the the best thing that I ever had organically hit about a million views and the floodgates are still open. So I'd love to see you do some more stuff there and happy to follow up on that as well. I know we're we're getting up pretty close up against time. So Stuart, listen, you've been a fabulous guest. Could you give us just a few places where people could find you online and find more about your message? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you can find me online pretty much everywhere by just typing my name uh, correctly spelled into Google. So Stuart is S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Rogers is R-O-G-E-R-S. Uh, you'll find me on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter as The Real S-J-R, T-H-E-R-E-A-L-S-J-R. Um, and uh, of course, you'll, you'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, if you want to see my keynote, uh, which was delivered at Tech Chill, uh, which is one of my favorite events in Riga, uh, go to YouTube, type in Tech Chill, it's all one word, and type in mental health. Um, you'll find it. Uh, it's you know 20 minutes long. I'd love people to watch that. I'd love people to share that, which shares the message. Um, as I take that on tour, we're going to alter that speech to fit the cultural differences in each country that I'm speaking in. And I'll be adding in more research and uh, refreshing the data as I go through. So it's not just going to be the same speech every time. It's going to adjust and, and update accordingly. Um, you know, it's it's super important that we we get that out there all over the world. So, you know, if any of your listeners, uh, you know, can connect me with event organizers and, and think that it's the kind of thing that would fit their content, I would absolutely love that. And I'd love uh, the introduction so that we can keep spreading this message. Absolutely. Will do, Stuart. We'll be sure to link all of these things into the show notes. And everyone listening, take Stuart up on that because he's a fabulous speaker and he's got important things to say, which literally are saving lives. Thank you again, Stuart. Been a fabulous episode. Talk soon. Thanks so much. Appreciate it.